Alhamdulillahi wa kafa Salamun ala ibadihi al-lazina astafa amma ba'd Fa'unim illahi min ash-shaytani rajimi Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim Ya ayyuhal lazina amanu Tubu ila Allahi tawbatan nusuha Subhana rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifun Wa salamun ala al-mursaleen Walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen Allahumma salli ala sayyiduna Muhammad Wa ala ala sayyiduna Muhammad Wa mubarak wa sallam Allahumma salli ala sayyiduna Muhammad Wa ala ala sayyiduna Muhammad Wa mubarak wa sallam Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in so many places in Quran He's addressed the believers Ya ayyuhal ladhina amalu Al-Ladhina Amalu means those who have a drop of Iman in their heart. Al-Mu'mineen, those who have strong Iman in their heart. Al-Ladhina Amalu, those who took the first step of Iman in their life. It's a difference in Arabic. Al-Ladhina Amalu and Mu'mineen. In English you could say, Al-Ladhina Amalu, those who adopt faith, who professed faith. And Mu'mineen, the believers. There's a difference. So Allah Ta'ala calls these people in Qur'an that oh you who have begun Iman, adopted Iman, have even a drop of Iman in your qalb, are a beginner in Iman, then Allah Ta'ala tells us what we have to do. How do we make the journey from Allah Amanu to Mu'mineen? These are called sifat. These are the attributes of the believers, the feelings of the believers. These are the attributes of the believers and the feeling of the believers. So actually, first main thing that any human had to do was accept Iman. Second, the rest of their life has to be lived to get the sifat of Iman, the attributes of Iman. You can think like as a university student, if he gets a degree. Now the first thing, he has to get the degree, and for the rest of his life, he wants to work in that field. So we got Iman, and now we have to be spending the rest of our life trying to get the attributes of believers, sifat of mu'mineen, the greatest sifat, the greatest attribute and characteristic of the believers is taqwa. To somehow go from alladina amalu to muttaqeen before we die, this is the number one mission in life. And if we are partially on taqwa, we will have to go partially in jahannam. Yes? They will be believers on the Day of Judgment who go to Jahannam. It has nothing to do with anything that they look like, what culture they were from, caste, ethnicity, no. It will be only on the basis of one thing, was their taqwa complete or is their taqwa incomplete? There will be some lucky ones that their taqwa is incomplete, but Allah Ta'ala out of His rahmah, His mercy, will forgive them on that day. He will do their tazki on that day. Kun fayakun. He will decree that they become pure enough to go to Jannah. They become pure enough and Allah Ta'ala will send them to Jannah. This is what Allah Ta'ala means when He says, وَيَغْفِرُ مَنْ يَشَاءُ Then on that day, He can forgive whomsoever He wants. He won't purify anybody from their shirk. If somebody shows up to Allah Ta'ala without iman at all, without even a drop of iman, whether it's kufr or shirk or nifaq, then Allah Ta'ala is telling us in Quran, no, that person will has no chance of getting my mercy. Other than that, do the dalik. Other than that, Allah Ta'ala says, I can forgive whatever I want. But also, it gives us great hope in Allah Ta'ala's mercy. But at the same time, Allah Ta'ala doesn't say, I will forgive everyone for everything other than shirk. Allah Ta'ala didn't say that. He said, man yasha, <laughs> who I want. It's clear, there will be some who Allah Ta'ala will want to forgive, and there will be some Allah Ta'ala doesn't want to forgive. And there's no way me and you on this lifetime will ever know which category we've fallen.
So our goal and our task is then to try to get that taqwa. To try to show up on that day with one thing which is called taqwa. That's why Allah Ta'ala said in Quran, إِنَّا أَكْرَمَكُمْ إِنَّ اللَّهِ أَتْقَاكُمْ That indeed the most honored of you in Allah Ta'ala's regard, atqa, are the ones who have the most taqwa. Now this taqwa is strange, Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala has mentioned this in two, three different ways. In one place Allah Ta'ala says in Quran, Ittakullah, that have taqwa for Allah Ta'ala, mastata'atum, however much you are able to. Now this seems like a relatively easy thing to do, that have as much taqwa as you are capable of having. Right? That's if we're easy on ourselves. Actually, we don't realize Allah Ta'ala has put inside us a capacity to have a lot more taqwa than we have. In fact, how much taqwa? Allah Ta'ala has put inside of us a capacity to have so much taqwa that we could follow every single aspect of deen, every single drop of deen. Everything. Every single thing. Why? Because Allah Ta'ala said in Quran, لَا يُكَلِّفُ اللَّهُ نَفْسًا إِلَّا وُسْأَهَا Allah Ta'ala will not burden any self, any person with anything that is beyond their ability. So if Allah Ta'ala gave us tawfiq to have iman and have Islam, it means Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala necessarily put in us the wus'a, the ability to do amal on and to practice every single commandment and teaching of Islam and to follow and practice every single sunnah of Sayyidina Rasulullah wasallam. So this istita'a, this ability and capability, is not something we should look in ourselves, oh no, well I'm lazy, I'm weak, I'm not able to do that, I can't, I'm capable to do that, no. We have to look at the ability Allah Ta'ala gave us. And Allah Ta'ala is perfect in His hidayah, perfect in His hikmah. He has given each and every one of us the ability to follow deen of Islam entirely. To follow deen of Islam entirely. So Allah Ta'ala, to make this clear, Allah Ta'ala said to us another place, Ya ayyuhalladheena amunattakullaha haqqa tukati O you who believe you should have taqwa. Now how much? Fritibas mastatatum. In another place here, as it is Allah Ta'ala's right over you, as it is Allah Ta'ala's due over you, as it befits Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that's how much taqwa you should have. Allah Akbar Kabira, now that is impossible. <laughs> Who can say haqqatukati? <laughs> now what is this taqwa? Maybe I have to open that up for you. Taqwa means to fear, taqwa literally means rikaya, to refrain from any disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala due to Fearing Allah Ta'ala the way He should be feared, or loving Allah Ta'ala the way He should be loved, knowing Allah Ta'ala the way He should be known, being aware and conscious of Allah Ta'ala, as intensely as we should be aware and conscious of Him. This is called taqwa. So, ittakullaha haqqa tukati means to fear Allah Ta'ala haqqa as it is His right to be feared. That much fear. To be aware, always aware and conscious of Allah Ta'ala as it befits His majesty. To love Allah Ta'ala as much as Allah Ta'ala should be loved. To do all of these feelings, this feel all of these feelings is called taqwa. So taqwa is ultimately a feeling. And that feeling is so strong, it governs our actions and it doesn't let us perform sin. See, Allah Ta'ala has made insan in such a way that the strongest thing in us is our feelings. Even stronger than our thoughts, even stronger than our words, even stronger than our actions. That's why you will see almost every time Allah Ta'ala says this, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu, He invites us to some feeling. Feeling of taqwa, feeling of sabr, feeling of shukr, 
feeling of feeling of gratitude, feeling of patience, feeling of yearning in Abad, yearning towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, feeling of tawbah, repenting from sin and turning towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Deen is about feelings. Now our problem today is that we don't have that aspect of taqwa. We have some actions, some acts, some a'mal, some ibadat, some worship. Some of us may have some sentences, some words we say. Maybe we say words of inviting others to deen. Right? But how many of us have these feelings? Feelings of imam. Feelings of taqwa. It's very important to get these feelings. If we want to make this journey from alladhina amulu to mu'mineen and we want to be muttaqeen, mu'mineen, salihin, mu'mineen, sadiqeen, mu'mineen and in fact every one of us should want that it's not just that we want jannah we should want jannatul firdos. Right? Imagine if you had something in your reach I told you, whatever whatever it is in your dunya, whatever you have, you have a nice sweater, I tell you, you can get a better one. You have an okay car, I tell you, you can get a better one. And you, it's in your reach. You would say, okay, I'm crazy. <laughs> right? If I say you drive a Volkswagen, you could drive a Mercedes. You could easily do it. You, I, I have given you the ability to do it. How many would say, I choose rather not to exercise my ability? Which young man would say that? Huh? It's okay, if you've given me the ability, I will definitely make use of it. I will definitely make use of it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us the ability to get genital for those. He's given us the opportunity and the ability. We're just underperforming. That's it. We're underperforming, under-realizing our potential. If you were to grade yourself today, what grade would you give yourself? Hmm? If we are honest, I don't know how much of Ahmed would even give us the lowest level of Jannah. Right? So if we know that about ourselves, then when are we going to start changing? When are we going to start doing something differently? Is there any difference between us today and last year? In fact, the whole purpose of Jummah is that every week the believer should get better. Jummah is supposed to be a weekly increase in the Iman of a believer. Every week they get better. And also that they shouldn't lose that increase. This is also another thing, it's called Hifazatul Iman. You see, whenever you do something that's pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, two things happen. Number one is you get the ajr, thawab, you get the reward, so many good deeds get written, you get the reward, fazail, virtue, merits, etc. That's one thing. Nothing can happen to that, nothing can touch that. That's written in your book of deeds. However, there's a second thing that happens. Whenever you do an act of obedience, act of worship, something for the sake of Allah Ta'ala, something mukhlis, khalis, sincerely to please Allah Ta'ala, a second thing happens. And that is you get qurb. That Allah Ta'ala brings you closer to Him. You get beloved to Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala becomes happy with you. This is called nur, fazl, fez. You get some spiritual blessings from Allah Ta'ala. Those aren't preserved. Those you can lose. You can lose that nur. You can come in for Jummah, so you will get the reward written that you paid Jummah. And you will also get some closeness to Allah Ta'ala. If you go out there and you fail to lower your gaze, you will lose that closeness instantly. You won't, it won't delete your amal of Jummah. The record will stay. The deed will stay. The number of rewards, merits will stay. But the closeness you got to Allah Ta'ala, the increase you got in taqwa, the increase you got in iman, you can lose that when we go out and we commit a sin. So this is our problem. This is why we don't change. We pray Jummah every week, okay, alhamdulillah, we get it written every week. And we get some boost in our iman, but very quickly. Some of us, even by the time it's Asr, we lose it. 
Some may last till Isha, some may last one or two days. We lose the boost in Iman, we lose the nur in Iman. That's why we end up being the same old, same old person, same person. <laughs> now can you imagine Sahaba Ikram? Who are they? They were people who did hifazat. Hifazat of their Iman. They safeguarded these blessings. They safeguarded this nur. Every Jummah they would get something and they would retain it. They would come again Jummah, again they would go up. Again they would go up. Again go up. They were getting darajat, darajat, darajat of Iman. They were increasing in the strength, the quality of their Iman their whole life. Every Ramadan they went up. Every Umrah Tawaf they went up. Every Hajj they went up. Every Salah they went up. Five times a day they were going up. <laughs> and me and you, we do the same actions. We also pray five times a day. We also fast every year Ramadan. Some of us here may also have been blessed and may Allah take all of us to Haraman Sharifan for Umrah Hajj. We're doing the same actions. Right? But we're not going up in our Iman. <laughs> not going up. I can't say my Haya is better now than it was one year ago. My Taqwa is better now than it was one year ago. My Sabr is better now than it was one year ago. No, we're the same. <laughs> same feeling. Or rather one can say the same unfeeling moment. <laughs> That we were before. So why? We have to take it one step beyond the actions. Beyond the a'mal. We have to get this feeling of taqwa. This feeling of fear of Allah Ta'ala. This feeling of love for Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. This feeling of awareness for Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. And one beautiful verse of Quran. Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala has mentioned taqwa in this ayah three times. Three times Allah Ta'ala has mentioned taqwa most number of times in any verse in Quran. Now I want to explain this ayah to you for the rest of today. Laysa Alladina Amanu wa Aminus Salihat. It will never be on those who have Iman, now they're believers, wa Aminus Salihat and they pray, they do ibadah, they try to have adab, they do good deeds. So Allah Ta'ala says, what will never be on them? Junahun fima tamiu that there will be no harm on them, there will be no Asking them, there will be no punishment on them. On what? Concerning what literally it means what they ate in the past. So actually Allah was revealing this ayah that there were some people who before they accepted Iman, obviously amongst the Sahabi Kram, who maybe they ate, maybe they ate pork, or maybe they drank wine, or maybe they ate meat that was obviously not slaughtered properly. So Allah sent this verse as a reassurance to them. That now that you have Iman, and you do A'mala Saleh, then whatever you ate in the past, you will never be called to account for that. The ulama of tafsir say, however, that every verse in Qur'an, obviously had a specific moment or occasion due to which it was revealed, but every verse in Qur'an has umum, umum al-ma'na. It has a broader meaning for us. If there was anything that was only just a specific incident, so sometimes the Prophet may say that in a hadith. But if it's in Qur'an, it means it has a general lesson for all ummah, all mu'mineen for all time. So what's the general lesson here? So then they will take umum. Umum means they will take a more general meaning. Not just what you eat, it's for anybody who makes tawbah for any sin. So anyone who makes tawbah for any sin, as long as they become a person of iman and a'mala saleh, they believe in Allah Ta'ala and they do righteous acts, then Allah Ta'ala will not on the day of judgment Punishment, punish them for that sin if, and then Allah Ta'ala mentions seven things in this verse. Ida, if. So those who have iman and amal saleh, they will not be taken to task for what they used to eat. Ida, if they do seven things. Number one. Ida mattako. First thing Allah Ta'ala mentions is taqwa. Here taqwa means if they stay away from that sin entirely. 
they refrain, they abstain, they withdraw, they have wikaya, they save themselves from that sin, henceforth from that moment onward entirely. If they leave it forever, never return to it, this is the first condition that Allah Ta'ala won't call them to task for anything that the believers do. So we are all people, we're Alladina Amanu, we have Iman, right? We're coming to Jummah at least to some level of Amil Salihat. So how can we get to this get to the ultimate, which is to become the beloved jannati of Allah Ta'ala? First step is to have taqwa. Whatever happened in the past, make true tawbah and never return to it again. Must leave it entirely. Second, wa amanu. So here Allah Ta'ala said the word iman again. Now what does this mean? They've already been described as Alladina Amanu Amil Salihat. Then they've been to Mattaqo that they're going to have taqwa. And now again wa amanu. Here the ulama wrote that here iman means that they should have iman, that al they should believe that now that we're refraining from this sin, whatever reason I was doing that sin, whatever fa'idah, maqsad, whatever benefit and purpose or pleasure I was doing, I have full iman, iman bil ghayb, I have tawakkul, I have trust that Allah Ta'ala will compensate me and Allah Ta'ala will give me a halal way to get that same benefit. So they have to have iman, they have to be steadfast. For example, a person leaves a job because of interest. All the time they were eating because of haram income. They make tawbah to Allah Ta'ala. So first condition, they must have taqwa, they must never return to that interest. Second, they must have iman. They must have absolute faith and belief that no, my Allah Ta'ala will give me through halal. I don't have to, it was my weakness of iman that caused me to do that sin for the sake of that benefit. So now, wa'amanu. They're already mu'mineen. They're already alladina amanu. Wa'amanu. And again they must believe that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will grant me every khair, every, uh, every good, every bounty and every blessing within the halal. Hence I never have to return to the haram again. Third, wa'amidu salihat. Again, <laughs> and they have to do even more good deeds. What does it mean? Number one, they should further in their ibadat and a'mal. And number two, they should make up. See, one is to do a good deed because you have to. That's farz of jummah, right? Then there's another good deed that you do specifically with this niya nawafil to make up for the sins that we did. So for example, if somebody had the sin of interest, they can do another amal salih, they can give sadaqah, right? They can give charity, think, okay Allah, I want to compensate for the sin of taking extra money by giving extra money. Maybe somebody did the sin that they didn't protect their haya, that they used to look at things they shouldn't look at, or they were involved in haram, lustful, romantic relationships. So they want to make tawbah from that. They want to do a'mal salih. They should try to help others. They should teach others the teachings of haya. They should advise other younger people to stay away from these relationships. And I want to tell you something very important. Very important. Our deen does not allow a man to be a slave to his nafs. There's no concept of that in deen. And unfortunately we find this problem increasingly in the UK that many people are become a slave to their nafs. And they think that being a slave to the nafs means that they can okay have a second wife as a mistress, third wife as a mistress, fourth wife as a mistress. This is not the concept in Islam. Not A person cannot do it as slavery to the nafs. People come and they tell me this. That I have these desires and this and that. No, you're not allowed to be a slave to your desires. Alhamdulillah, none of our elders, you will never find anyone like that, that they got a second marriage because they were a slave to their nafs. They never did it for their nafs. 
All of deen is teaching us, lower your gaze, subdue your nafs, make this nafs imara into nafs mitmina, be a person of adab, be a person of haya, be the, as some said, the best even Allah Ta'ala's regard is the one who is the best to his wife. So this is all nafs. Don't be a slave to your nafs. Don't encourage people to be slaves to their nafs. So if a person made this sin, one way of doing amal salihat is to spread the teachings of haya. Tell the family about the story of Sayyidina Yusuf salam. Tell the women about the story of Sayyidina Maryam, Sayyidina Maryam radiya ta'ala anha. Tell people about haya. So this is an extra thing. They try to do extra good deeds, more a'mal, to make up for the sin that they did. So first three conditions were taqwa, right? Never return to the sin. Iman, have absolute faith that I will never need that again and Allah Ta'ala will provide for me with a halal. Third, salihat, they should do more good deeds, more righteous actions to make up for their sins. Fourth, summat taqo, and then they should have more taqwa. <laughs> Allah Akbar. Summat taqo, so second time it's coming in this verse, they should have more taqwa. What does this mean? So the ulama wrote that this means istikamat. Now they should remain steadfast. Now that they had their first basic level of iman, first basic level of aman, they made tawbah from the sin, they had taqwa, they had again iman, they again made amal salat, now that again they should make taqwa. They should be even more steadfast. Allah Akbar. We would say in Urdana, ekhe sachi tawbah, ekhe pakki tawbah. Sachi tawbah ke baad pakki tawbah karna patta So tummat taqwa. Now again they must have taqwa. وَآمَنُوا And again they must have iman. It's ajeeb ayah. It's the third time amanu is coming. وَآمَنُوا And again they must have iman. Now what does iman mean here? It means they should have yaqeen. Another type of iman. They should have yaqeen. Absolute, certain, unshakable faith in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In everything in deen. Blind yaqeen. Yes, in our deen, الَّذِينَ يُؤْمِنُونَ بِالْغَيْبِ People think, no, I will believe with my aql. No, no, no. You can't believe with your aql because your aql can never perceive the ghayb. How can your iman be based on your aql when you have to have iman in ghayb? Because our iman is in ghayb, you can't have iman on the basis of your aql. Because aql has no way, no hope of understanding the ghayb. What does it mean to have yakin? So there are three words used in our deen for this yakin. One is called Ilmul Yaqeen, second is called Ainul Yaqeen, and third is called Hakul Yaqeen. Ilmul Yaqeen, Ainul Yaqeen, and Hakul Yaqeen. These are three levels of certainty. So one very easy way you could explain it to Pakistanis and Arabs is through tea. Chai. Yes. Ilmul Yaqeen. If somebody tells you, I'm going to bring you tea, right? And they go into the kitchen... Right? Then you will have ilm, knowledge that okay, you will, because they're your fans, you know there's somebody who are true. So you have ilm, you will know for certain that tea is about to be brought. Then they actually bring you the tea on a tray. So you see the tea, and you see the cup, you see the steam coming out, you look into the cup, you see the tea, you have anal yakin. You now know with certainty through seeing it. Then you pick up the tea and you drink it and you experience the act of drinking the tea, you have hakul yukin. You have that certainty which comes through experience. So here, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying again now, Ba'amanu, this is talking about hakul yukin. Why? Now you first had iman, first had iman because you heard 
You had knowledge of Quran and Sunnah that I have to stay away from sin. You second had Iman. You saw, you saw with your own eyes the benefits of staying away from that sin. You saw that Allah Ta'ala gave you that khair within the halal. Allah Ta'ala is able to make you content, mutmain within the halal. And now this third time you have haqqul yaqeen. What does haqqul yaqeen means? You taste that yaqeen. You taste the qurb of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Your heart experiences the pleasure of iman. Your heart experiences the delight of taqwa. You enjoy it. Like Sayyidina Rasulullah, he said in a sahih that when a person doesn't lower their gaze, they lose their halawat of iman. What does that mean? That those who lower their gaze, when they lower their gaze, they taste the halawat of iman. They get a sweetness, a pleasure in lowering, which is much greater than the pleasure in looking. That's called haqqul yaqeen. To experience the realities of deen. Then Allah Ta'ala says, again, for the third time, ثُمَّ تَقَوْ <laughs> Then again they should have taqwa. What does this mean? This level of taqwa means that this person will become loved by Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala says another place in the Quran, إِنَّ اللَّهَ يُحِبُّ الْمُتَّقِينَ إِنَّ اللَّهَ يُحِبُّ يُحِبُّ الْمُتَّقِينَ Indeed, Allah Ta'ala loves and when Allah Ta'ala does something, it means He super loves. Allah Ta'ala extremely loves the muttaqeen, the people of taqwa. So now after they do all this, thumma taqo, it means now the taqwa is adorned on them. One is the taqwa we can get. Then the second is the taqwa Allah Ta'ala puts on us. Allah Ta'ala calls us and calls taqwa. So Allah Ta'ala now enshrouds them in this blessed robe and cloak of taqwa which is what his mahbubiyah that they become the beloved of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in another verse Allah ta'ala said in Quran in awliya'uhu illa al-muttakun that who are the awliya of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala except the people of taqwa so when they get this third time they do taqwa thumma taqo they get that wilaya they get that mahbubiyah they become the friend and beloved of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala now what they do do seventh thing wa ahsanu Wa'ahsanu. What does it mean here? Wa'ahsanu means now when they worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Sayyidina Rasulullah, he saw some sense in Sahih What is Asan? Anta'budullah ka annaka That you worship Allah ta'ala with the same feeling that you would have felt in your heart as if you were seeing Him. If you were to see Him, how would you feel? Pray like that now. This is what our Mashaikh say that Salah is practicing feelings. <laughs> The whole purpose of salah is five, Allah Ta'ala is saying five times a day, practice feeling what it would feel like to see me, and you practice this five times a day in your whole life. Why? Because when I call you to Jannah, I'm going to let you see me. You practice it in this world. Allahu Akbar. So that's what they do. Now they're in a state of ihsan. And then Allah Ta'ala then concludes, Wallahu yuhibbul muhsini. And Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala loves the people of ihsan. So this is just one ayah of the entire Qur'an al-Kareem. Hmm? One ayah of the entire Qur'an al-Kareem that explains to us these feelings of taqwa that we should have, this feeling of love for Allah subhanahu that we should have. This Surah Al-Ma'idah, verse number 93. If you want to read it, learn it, recite it, remember it, look at it. Just two lines, hardly two lines. لَيْسَ عَلَى الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ جُنَاهٌ فِي مَا تَعِمُوا إِذَا مَتَّكَوْا وَآمَنُوا وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ ثُمَّ تَّكَوْا وَآمَنُوا ثُمَّ تَّكَوْا وَأَحْسَنُوا وَاللَّهُ يُحِبُّ الْمُحْسِنِينَ To hear Allah Ta'ala has given us the ingredients 
the sequencing, the steps we need to become the ultimate, what is the end? Yuhibbu, to become the beloved of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So it means actually iman is the beginning. The intiha, the end of iman is mahboob, is to become the beloved of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is who a believer is. The very definition of a believer is that person who loves Allah Ta'ala and wants to be his beloved. Hence Allah Ta'ala said in Quran, وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أَشَّنْدُهُمَّ لِلَّهِ And those who have iman, they're extremely intense in their love for Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. And then when they do, out of their love for Allah Ta'ala, they do all of these things. Then Allah Ta'ala says so many things in Quran, وَاللَّهُ يُحِبُّ الصَّابِرِينَ وَاللَّهُ يُحِبُّ الْمُتَّقِينَ وَاللَّهُ يُحِبُّ الْمُحْسِدِينَ إِنَّ اللَّهُ يُحِبُّ التَّوَابِينَ وَاللَّهُ يُحِبُّ التَّوَابِينَ وَإِنَّ اللَّهَ يُحِبُّ التَّوَابِينَ وَالْمُتَطَحِرِينَ So many things. Allah Ta'ala starts expressing His love for them now in Quran. <laughs> so many verses. I say, I love them, I love them, I love them, I love them, I love them. Who are these people? These are those mu'mineen who got the attributes of iman. They listened. When Allah Ta'ala said, يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا They listened. They felt. They changed. They melted their heart. They changed their life according to Allah Ta'ala's addressing them. And what did they get? They became the beloved of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There's the, this is the maqsad, maqsud, ghaya, gharaz. This is the purpose of deen. This is the purpose of life. Look, me and you have no other reason to even exist except to become the beloved of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There is no other purpose in life. There is no other vision that the iman articulates to us. There is no other mission that the Quran gives us. Nothing less than trying to become the beloved of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by putting in our heart all of these feelings and attributes of iman and putting in our heart in this taqwa. So the asl is taqwa. The ulama wrote that that's why over and over three times in this two-line ayah, three times Allah ta'ala mentioned taqwa. Because we can never become the beloved of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala until we have this taqwa. Until we stop disobeying Allah ta'ala, stop being disloyal to Allah ta'ala, stop betraying Allah ta'ala, stop leaving the sunnah of Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Until we stop leaving those things, we can never become the beloved of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the second we start doing these things, very quickly, it doesn't, it's not delay. Very quickly, Allah SWT will start loving us more. More iman, more taqwa, more sunnah, more a'mal, more mahbubiyah, more beloved to Allah Ta'ala. Instant. Instant gratification, instant reward, instant love. Because Allah Ta'ala is the perfect lover. Allah Ta'ala says in Quran, Yuhibbuhum wa yuhibbunahu. That Allah loves the believers. Yuhibbuhum. Allah loves the believers where you hibbunahu and the believers love Allah. Thus, in the two words, all of deen is understood. So our job is that the love that Allah Ta'ala already has for us, because He said, well, you hibbuhum first. First, Allah loves the believers where you hibbunahu and then the believers love Allah. So it means that why can't we love that Allah Ta'ala back who already loves us? Why are we giving our heart to the materialistic love, love for dunya, romantic love, lustful love, all these fake loves, false loves, temporary loves, when Allah Ta'ala has already given us the gift of His eternal love. You know how long Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala has loved us? He made our ruh billions and billions and billions of years ago. He made everyone's ruh even before the Big Bang took place. Yes. And then He called all those ruh together. 
and he made every rule look at his beauty and then he asked them alastubi rabbikum it's in quran that am i not your rabb qalu bala every single rule looked at allah taala with love and said yes allah you and you alone are our rabb for those billions and billions of years allah taala has been loving our ruh for billions of years then he put this ruh in our body when we were in our mother's womb and then what does Allah want in the future? Allah Ta'ala wants to love us forever. Wallahu yadu ila daris salam. Allah Ta'ala is inviting all of insan to Jannah, the place of his mahbubiyyah, the place where he wants to keep us alive to his will and his wish and his command so that he can love us forever, so we can be his mahboom forever. So if we were the mahboom of Allah Ta'ala already for billions of years, and he wants us to be his mahboom forever, can't we learn to love him for 50-60 years of our life? Hmm? Can't we be the lover of that Allah Ta'ala who has already given us such immense love and wants to give us his eternal love? That pay of love is called taqwa. That path of love is called taqwa. That feeling of love is called taqwa. Inna akramakum indallahi atkakum. May Allah Ta'ala make each and every one of us His mukhlisin mu'mineen, salihin mu'mineen, muttaqeen mu'mineen. May Allah make each and every one of us from His mahbubin mu'mineen. Wa akhiru da'wana. Anilhamdulillahi rabbil alamin.